Welcome to the On Becoming Educated podcast, where I, Paula Foon, will share my experience as a first-generation PhD student. Hi, everyone. I hope that the new year is treating you all right. I honestly can't even believe that it's 2022. Um, and, you know, I just hope you're doing okay. Have you noticed that even asking a question like, um, how are you, has become really loaded during the pandemic? This week in one of my classes, my professor asked the class how we were doing, and she pretty much got silence from the students. Um, I then asked her how she was doing, and she just took a deep breath, and then she said she didn't want to talk about it. So I think this just goes to show that everyone is really trying their best and some days are okay, some days are not okay, and maybe there are hopefully some days where you are feeling pretty good and that's just the best that we can really hope for. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, You know, it's a new year, a new semester, and... Even though it's really like the fourth week, almost fifth, almost fifth week into the semester, um, I wanted to share with you how I try to start the semester off successfully. I think I, I just thought that it might be helpful for um, students um, and even people who are not students to kind of um, think about how they start off the semester and how maybe slight changes here or there could be really helpful in making the semester go a little bit more smoothly. Um, Like I said, it's actually, while I'm recording this, it's actually the end of the fourth week um, of the semester here at Berkeley, but I figure this would still be helpful to people, um, if not for this semester, then maybe next semester, Um, and I wanted to record it while it was still fresh um, in my mind. So to be honest, I wasn't really ready for the semester to start if I think about it Um, and what I mean is my body was going through the motions of preparing for the semester but I wasn't really ready for the semester to start. I think it was just that I had such a tough fall semester that I never quite recovered (laughs) even though I did take you know a couple weeks off. I also took a trip right before the semester started which is kind of a no-no in my opinion and I'll probably never do that again because it just makes me more tired and then I'd you know the best case scenario would be to have another free week to recover from that trip but you know it wasn't just that and it wasn't just the fall semester I was also working on three fellowship applications, one of which I gave up on because it was really just too much and it was driving me a little crazy. And also, um, I think I was overwhelmingly just tired from trying to survive the pandemic. So all of those things contributed to me not feeling quite ready for the semester. With all of that said, however, I know that going through the motions help, 
even if only a little. So today I'm going to share what those emotions are. There are seven of them. Number one, set up a meeting with your advisor. To do this, send your advisor an email asking for a meeting. Um, I usually make a list of things that I want to talk to them about. Um, Sometimes it's good to let them know ahead of time what you'd like to accomplish during the meeting so that they can prepare for that. Um, And maybe that's just me, but I I find that to be very helpful. Some things that I usually talk to my advisor about at the beginning of the semester are um, papers that I'm working on, so asking for feedback on them, asking for, you know, their their advice about possibly publishing, um, and in general just asking for how this paper might fit into the overall study that, that I'm doing. Um, I also talk to my advisor about milestones for my PhD, um, and Milestones are kind of like the things that you have to do in order to get your PhD. So it could be papers that you have to write, could be like an oral defense, could be a project that you have to do. Um, Each program is a little bit different. So I talk to my advisor about the milestones and whether I'm on track or not. Um, I talk to my advisor about classes I'm currently signed up for and also, of course, the fellowships that I'm applying for and this is important because um, my advisor is really good at giving feedback on my personal statements and also usually you need your advisor to write you a letter of recommendation for these fellowships. So it's really good to kind of um, let them know what you're doing and not surprise them with um, some of these uh, requests for letters of recommendation. So those are some of the things that I talk about when I set up my meeting with my advisor. Number two is review your classes and read through your syllabi if you have access to them already. Um, And that is a good habit to get into so that you can get an idea of whether or not the class is actually what was advertised (laughs) in the um, in the um, in the class sign up system, whatever the system it is that they use. So this can also give you an idea of the workload that's required for the class and so that you know if you need to drop any classes that you can't commit to. This is really important to do, you know, the first two weeks of class, but if you can do it before then, that that would be great too. Number three, prepare your note-taking method. And I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast But, you know, you just got to go to the store and get your pens, pencils, notebooks, pretty much whatever material you need that's going to make you a happy note taker. (laughs) Because happy note takers mean better notes, which mean a happier you. Um, Well, I I feel like I'm advertising for somebody right now, um, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't have any advert. um, advert, I don't do any advertisement on this podcast. Um, You know, but if you are using a spreadsheet or a bibliography bibliography program like Zotero, you might want to get those ready as well. Um, If I wasn't so tired and if I had time, I would probably go through my notes from last semester and add anything that I hadn't added to my spreadsheet um, that I know I'm going to be using for my papers. So if you you haven't heard me talk about my spreadsheet before, I use this big spreadsheet for um, my literature reviews and I add pieces of readings that I've done to the spreadsheet so that um, I can use them in all my literature reviews. Um, So I'm going to see if I can put a version of this in the show notes if you want to see them because 
I found I found this is really helpful and it's easy to search for keywords and, and such when um when I need to use specific papers for literature reviews and they're all on the same spreadsheet which is really helpful but if I'm not so tired I, I try to organize this but if I'm too tired like I am this semester I I, I don't usually do it until it's time to write a paper <laughs> um, also um, I just want to say that in most of my classes there really are only like two or three people, including myself, who are using um, notebooks and pens. <laughs> um, a lot of students are no longer using notebooks and pens and pencils. They're now using a laptop or a tablet um, to take notes. And But I still take notes by hand. Um, I still get notebooks. I still take notes by hand because I find that this helps me process um, the, the material that's being um, taught in class. And so I still do this. I still get my notebooks. I still get them ready for the semester. I still buy my pens and all that stuff. But if you're not no longer doing that, then um, I guess a good a good way to go about preparing for the semester for your note taking method would be just getting maybe like your folders ready, um, titling all your folders and that kind of stuff, and just getting organized. Number four. Schedule any upcoming fellowship or conference deadlines on your calendar. Um, I didn't feel this frenzy that I'm feeling right now in the fall semester. I think spring semester just has so much packed into it. It has like conferences, fellowship deadlines, talks, um, all of that great stuff that is really helpful for grad school, but is also really time consuming and stressful. Um, so I recommend going into your calendar and scheduling the things that are important to you. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to actually go to them. <laughs> Sometimes I schedule a lot of things that I don't go to. Um, but it just means that you'll be aware of them when they come up. Um, if there's a deadline associated with something like a fellowship application or a paper submission, I'll also put in a reminder like a month before and a week before it's due. It's just kind of a... A little note that says like hey this deadline is coming up um, which helps me prioritize things on my to-do list number five schedule other things into your calendar not just school things this is so important because I am so guilty of just doing school stuff Last semester, I was doing so much schoolwork that I even wondered if I knew how to have fun anymore. <laughs> so schedule things like hikes, game nights, dinner parties, which I'm really hoping to do some of this semester, um, trips to the museum, meetups with your friends, wine tastings. There's a Bloody Mary festival, um, that's supposed to be coming up in the Bay Area <laughs> that I'm kind of interested in. Um, or even short, like, weekend trips somewhere, you know. Um, I think those are really important. Um, safely, of course, since we're still in the pandemic. But th th those things are just so needed. I'm, like I said, I'm actually thinking of trying some, like, game nights and dinner parties this semester as safely as I can, just to kind of break up that those huge blocks of schoolwork. Number six, start your regular exercise routine again. 
Another thing that is so, so important, sometimes I can go weeks without exercise and although I'm maintaining my usual weight because I watch what I eat and I just really, I just have really great genes. So thank you, mom and dad. Um, even, even with those things, you know, I know that no exercise means no energy, which means my body is just feeling like blah all the time. And that's, I I guess that's the only way that I can describe it when I don't exercise, even just like if I, if I don't go on walks every other day, my chest becomes like really stiff and my body starts to ache in funny ways. And although I'm starting to wonder if it's kind of an age thing and not an exercise thing, (laughs) um, because I'm turning 37 this year, um, closer and closer to 40, I think exercise just helps give you so much energy and um, it's so needed. And if you can get any form of exercise in, like I said, even just going for a walk every other day is really, really important. Number seven, this is the last one. Meet with friends and classmates to catch up. Another really, really important one. In episode 38, I talked about making friends in grad school. And part of keeping those friendships is continuing to put effort into them. The beginning of the semester is a good time to catch up with people, to chat about the break, and to talk about the upcoming semester. Mostly just sharing with each other your worries, your celebrations, and your plans, and supporting each other and being cheerleaders for each other. Although this might not seem like much, it's so important because you're talking to people who are going to be with you for several years, and they are going through the same things you're going through. Talking to them gives you a chance to be validated and to validate someone else's experience and feelings. And I think, honestly, I don't think that can be underestimated. So those are seven things I do to prepare for the semester. I hope they help you prepare for the semester too. If not this semester, then certainly next semester or next quarter. Um because I know that um, a lot of schools are on the quarter system. Um, Although I don't think it's, (laughs) to be honest, ever too late to start doing some of the things that I talked about today. You can always um, change your method, um, change your your way of preparing for anything, um, because preparation and the way we do things, they're really iterative processes where we continue to learn and continue to add to the way that we do things to make them better for us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review would go a long way podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners. So I would very much appreciate it if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help me run this podcast, you can do so at ko onbecomingeducated 
That's ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. Every dollar helps. Follow me on Instagram at bypavu and the podcast at onbecomingeducated. Lastly, to access transcripts and submit listener questions, go to www.onbecomingeducated.com.